And the winner for loudest podcasters go to the M Word Podcast, a millennial <laughs> podcast solving millennial problems. Oh my god! I didn't know we were even in contention. I didn't know. I didn't know. Wow! I'm so know. excited. Oh my gosh! Wow! We have wow. so many people to thank. Wow! So many people to thank. So many people to thank. Uh, the Texas heat. Every time we record, I have to turn off my AC because the AC is very loud, and my nipples sweat so thank you thank you that thank you to my landlord who said that there weren't any walk-in closets in this apartment and he turns out he just doesn't know what a walk-in closet is and so i uh, there was one and we can use it it's weird because i mean it's described in its name it's a walk-in it's described closet. in the name there's actually <laughs> three there's three of them and i couldn't find a walk-in closet in any other apartment in los angeles and he didn't know that he has oh it's oh it seems like there's music playing can y'all turn down the music a little bit so we could I, no. <laughs> Connor, I was gonna, I was gonna put the music in and post. But what about my voice? You know what, Kyle? Let's just let's end out our speech by just doing the music for ourselves with the music in there. Wow, wow, it's wow. This award is a dying format. <laughs> it's the M word. Hello and welcome to the M Word, a millennial podcast solving millennial problems. I'm your West Coast millennial, Connor. And I am your Lone Star millennial, Kyle. We're just two friends trying to solve each other's problems and hopefully maybe one day, you guessed it, a generation. Kyle. Whoa, what's Ooh. happening with you, Mr. Soothed Future Sayer? I don't know what that means, but yeah, I could Because tell. you knew what I was going to uh, say, you silly goose. I just liked how in the beginning you weren't actually sure which show, what the title of our show was. Oh, no. I was emphasizing the fact that it's the M word. Because whenever I tell people in real life, they think I'm saying something else. Well, here is the helpful thing. On this show, there's a giant graphic that says the M word right in front of their faces when they're listening it's just, to us right it's now, literally it's right the biggest there. part of the graphic it is it's bigger than the earth the problem is whenever i'm telling people about it i'm like yeah check us out and they start searching it i'm like no 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 it, m millennial podcast by solving millennial problems by solving the millennial podcast solving millennial problems there you go got it in one no i think that we really do need to nail down our, our pitch for our show whenever talking about it to people. We've got, you know, a millennial podcast solving millennial problems, but the title does confuse people. And we've got to prepare, Connor, because you and I are going to an event in next year where we will be talking about our show to in front of live adult people. Live adult people that we will see with our faces and they will see ours and they'll realize the mistake that they've made subscribing to our podcast. Exactly. And some of you have already realized that mistake. And yet Those you're here drawings. anyways. Those drawings are not accurate. The drawings? On our on our cover art. Yeah, we're not no, they're that, not. We're not that cute. Hey, we're doing our best, and that's all we can do. That's another slogan of ours, a millennial podcast <laughs> solving millennial problems. Hey, we're just doing the best. We're just doing we our do. best. But in all seriousness, we will be there, PodCon 2018. Uh, nope, Jan- 2019. 2019. Oh, Christmas. Yeah, there's a whole nother year coming up. No, Kyle, it's so scurry. 
It's a scurry time. It's in Seattle, Washington, uh, January 19th and 20th. We will be there. You should be there or be square. If you are a square, we can still send you our stickers, which are not if you subscribe to our Patreon. Yeah, and we we should make it clear. We're not like doing a show at PodCon. We are just like attending as of right now, maybe we'll just do a show. We'll sit. We'll, oh, there's going to be lots of microphones there. There's so many microphones. But here's the other thing, too. We will be hosting a constant show, which is me and Kyle will be standing next to each other the entirety of PodCon. You stand next to us, you get a tidbit of a show. That's true. That's honestly, if you just anytime you and I hang out, it is, in fact, an episode of the M word. And that's why we had to move away from each other is because right. we were producing way too much content. We're produ- and that's the thing. They don't talk about what it's like to produce too much content. They to be never tell you. So yeah. good at preparing and creating and turning out content that people just consume it to the point that they can't take it anymore. And we want you guys to be happy, right? right? Only yeah. a certain amount of us will give you happiness. That's why we. That's why we put it at less than than thirty forty minutes. Sometimes so we do longer, but that's just because we're feeling extra spicy that day. It's just because we ate some extra spices that day. And so maybe what you do, come up to us at PodCon. If you're going to be in Seattle or at PodCon, come up to us. Just um, You can binge listen to us in IRL. In IRL. In, in real life. You can binge watch listen us. You can binge us. Hey, just come and binge us. Binge Connor and Kyle, the M-word pod. We're doing our best. We're doing please, our best. Seriously, check it out. It's a it's a good business. Speaking of business, speaking of business, this is the business part of the show. I think instead of doing like uh, an intro music to the business podcast, yeah. there should just be like a super hard silence. The, the hardest of silences, you might so, say. Right. They, like we mentioned earlier on, they don't talk about how great silences are in podcasts. We want there to just be a super hard dislike because this isn't a game anymore. Suddenly it's the business podcast. Uh, you're right. A silence that would break your teeth out of your mouth. That kind of silence. That's my favorite kind of silence is physical silence. The physical hardest silence you could hear. Now, I, how about instead of silence, we do something that has some gravity, some gravitas. We do the law and order, dun dun, and then that's that's how we start. Ooh, it. and okay, then you're like, not, are we getting business or is there a murder? Right, but then we're at, we're not doing the law and order though. We just happen to be making the sound of a gavel, which they, they right, happen they, to use in the in the show, but we're using it as as a very separate separate uh, Honestly, intellectual property. I'm pretty sure they can't copyright two tones. I don't think that they can copyright. What are you talking about? Netflix did it. Dun dun. <laughs> I, yeah, so they didn't that's basically law and order. But they it's didn't use a, a gavel. Tone. So what the difference is with us, we're you're, using our own voices. <laughs> I think you're imagining that there's a gavel in the law and order sound effect because I'm ninety percent sure if there's, that there's not a not. goddamn gavel, millions of viewers are going to be very upset. I don't Millions think anybody's of upset. Viewers are going to go back and talk to him about what the problem was. I just think that there was just a two-tone of dun dun. I don't think it had anything to do with a gavel. You're right. Netflix kind of did it with their own tones, so nobody cares. Nobody can prosecute. The Law and Order, ironically, has the worst lawyers of the entertainment industry. Ugh, Kyle, we're confusing our listeners. We've been doing an intro and outro into the po- the business podcast like five or six times. They don't know what is what. Nobody knows what is what. Welcome to our show. Um, we try our best. Dun-dun.
Welcome to the Business Podcast. <laughs> podcast and in the M word where we talk about the business. Exactly. Um, first, first business. Um, well, we've already kind of covered PodCon. We're going to go to that. It's in Seattle. We already talked about that. But also, uh, Kim tweeted at us and said, "Hey, listening, just Kim, just Kim. just Kim, Kim, whoever, the Kim. Hey, Kim Jong Un, thanks for tweeting at us. No, so much. Uh, no, you got is, a lot uh, going on at but- Mets girl." That's capital M E. Yeah, just go and spell out the whole thing. Yeah, that's that's the best part about Twitter is whenever everybody spells out their entire username. Anyway, Kim at Mets Girl says, "Listening to the M word is helping me de-stress before the beginning of my workday." I love these guys, and that, gosh, Kim, we love hearing that. We love hearing that so much. But also, we love hearing that, and we love you too. But also, Kim, you should be stressed. Did you even do the thing the that you, the the boss asked you to do? Huh? Did you take care of that? Did you even do that? What about the numbers, Kim? Do the numbers, do they add up? Did, huh? they, did you check to make sure that they add up? Did you check to make sure that Karen in accounting paid attention? Karen, Karen, Kim, did you talk to Karen in accounting? Kim! Kim. Okay, that's, listen. If you didn't talk to Kim in accounting, you could talk to Cameron in commercial. Honestly, Kim, it sounds like you need some time off. I think you should talk to Dave in HR. Talk to Dave in HR. Hopefully, you can get some time Damn it, off. Damn Kyle. We had a K thing going on. We got a, we got a K thing happening. I didn't understand that we had a K thing. Um, so instead, you're going to talk to Cave in HR. Just talk to Cave. In, <laughs> no, um, it's it got to be another part of the bit, the business. So you say you say Cameron in accounting. You got Ka- Cameron in commercial. You got um. You got Cave Kirk, and Cumin Resources. Kirk and Cumin Resources. <laughs> is there another K department? Kales. Um, you got Kales. Kales is got, a big one. You got Kim and Kales. You got Technical Support. <laughs> I just Either way, a... you need to take care of your business. Right. And you should be stressed out because anybody in this job market, that's something people say. How's the job market doing? Connor, give us an update on the job market while, just while we're in the business podcast. Sure thing. Uh... Jobs are looking like jobs. They, uh, the unemployment rate is continuing to go down. The economy is looking up. However, wages are not rising, so we're not seeing the benefit of those uh, those empl- people getting employed. Uh, bummer zone for those who are getting hurt by the tariffs that Trump is importing. Back to you, Kyle. That was <laughs> well, thank you, thank so you so much for that. That was very um, very informative. And basically, Kim, I guess this this just tells you, you know, don't fuck this up. That's basically what we're saying. Hey. Hey, Kim. Dun, dun. Thank you for listening to the business, <laughs> uh, the business podcast. Kyle, I have had an epiphany. <gasps> um, an epiphany, you say? Right. So there was a time in which I did not know, and now I know, and I know because of research and study. But the problem is, you know how the first thing that happens whenever you know something, you kind of learn the fact that you have very little power over the world around you, right? As soon as you figure out about your government, as right. soon as you figure out about gravity, right? You're just learning about the rules of the world, and you're just learning, oh, I can't fly. Oh, exactly. I can't rob the bank. Oh, I can't tell Kevin, I'm sorry, your feet smells weird. It's the, These are laws of the universe you got to hold on to. All of those things I would do. One of those laws, Kyle Turner... I, I would rob a bank with Kevin's smelly feet and then fly away. That's my plan. You just spoiled it. 
Well, Sorry, as soon as I've you also do been that, reading, I've been reading a lot of Spider-Man comics, so that is basically the plot for like eight of them. So. Speaking of which, I want to play Spider-Man, but taking it back, we have these rules in our society. I like a year, maybe two ago, I tried going full vegan uh, because yeah. I learned about the badness of of our uh, meat and dairy industry. I know, I remember that. I remember those two months. Invi- it was like uh, it might have been a little. Uh, maybe it was just two months. <laughs> uh, either way. It was intense because I am a meat and potatoes kind of guy. I didn't eat healthy at all. And so I basically just, I just didn't eat properly for two months. I just, I was fully malnutritionized. Right. But, and, and like, let's just, I, I distinctly remember like us going to Chick-fil-A at one point and you like getting fries. So it's not like, oh, just going vegan means that it's like healthy food. Not to say that fries are like always bad. Right. But like, it doesn't necessarily mean you're eating plants all the time. It's it's pretty awful. Uh, but the thing is, we wanted to help you how I helped myself, which was learning about how to like do shit in the world, uh, at least from a food perspective, that is healthy. But then also, we're super poor, guys. We can't afford to eat all this avocado juice. We can't afford to eat all this kale. Do you ever right? think about how like messed up that is where I can't remember where I, what article I was reading, but they were talking about like health stuff and food related things. And the fact that when you are in poverty, you can't afford healthy food. Like you can't afford to give your kids healthy food if, if you live in poverty because bad food is so inexpensive. It's so much easier to buy a butt ton of bad food than it is to buy a little bit of good food for your body right and we are speaking about things from a very very factual and very scientific place well this is the factual scientific podcast and we haven't forgotten that from my armchair scientist level i would like scientist i am an armchair scientist and from this armchair scientist i'm leaning on one side and i'm gonna say even though it is some people will argue that it's cheaper to buy food from the grocery store to get those healthy foods. Some people don't have the fucking time to prepare that food, right? Or, or the got, knowledge of how to prepare that food. Or the knowledge. Although we could, or the you internet. could argue it's very easily Googleable. They can go to the library of Google. But Honestly, then they don't have time to go to the library because they're working nine to fives every day. Well, here's the other thing, Connor. I can Google how to bake chicken a uh, hundred different websites, which I have, by the way. Every time I eat bake chicken, I'm almost certain I'm getting salmonella because I just Ooh. don't know. I don't know. I either over over cook it until it's essentially dry, terrible crumbs in my mouth or I undercook it to the point where I'm just eating a chicken. There might as well be feathers. It, like, it, you could taste the blood and the beak. Exactly. There's a, Which, the that's whole what you got to look out for. Those beaks. Yeah. They don't tell you that in the instructions. You really have to bake out the beak and that takes a good hour. But I don't it's know super how to easy it. to remember. Bake out the beak. Bake out, that's what made Bacon Shake such a good slogan. Bacon Shake, also bake the beak. Don't forget to also bake the beak. Also bake the beak. Also, I started cooking fish lately. Yeah. And I know that like as long as I learned that as long as it's frozen, you can cook it. Uh, and you don't have to cook it. You, well, you still want to cook it like basically all the way. But because it's frozen, you don't necessarily have to. Because then it's like you're eating, you can eat it uh, cold style, like sushi style. I don't know if that's accurate. I don't know. Kyle, we're 
armchair. Look at my armchair. Where am I sitting? Yeah, Look at my cigar. Listen. Look at my cardigan. It is ironic that you're an armchair scientist who is smoking a cigar. That's not healthy for you. You got to stop. Kyle, and eating a raw fish. Stop smoking a cigar and eating best. a raw fish. Listen, the best versions of artists and scientists were complete. They, they had a dichotomy in their lives. Who smokes Adele? Singer with the voice. <laughs> what? Right? Does she? Yes. Which one vapes? That's what's important. Leonardo DiCaprio vapes. He vapes so hard. And obviously he's a role model for all of us. He's a role model for our who who else had a had a who had a dichotomy? You had uh Copernicus. Hey, why don't you just go has ahead and never like, just, actually lived on the earth? Why don't you go ahead and just like define the word dichotomy just for like our audience who obviously you're having, may not you're know. I, I know. Because I'm an armchair scientist. Right. I know what dichotomy is. And I don't need to, you to tell me what the dichotomy is, but I can, right. I mean, like, I, just maybe for the other people, that, and I can see you looking it up. You're not hiding so anything for those from our audience. You, you don't know what dichotomy is. out there who didn't know, it's a division or contrast between two things that are represented as being opposed or entirely different. People have dichotomies within themselves. Yeah. Right? Like, I so, hate dogs, but I have one. Wait, God, you shouldn't have a dog. <laughs> I'm kidding. I love dogs. Everyone loves dogs. <laughs> but you had Einstein who didn't know how to play tennis. <laughs> yeah. And, but yet. But yet he created nuclear bombs. Which is like a tennis. No, I'm just saying he knew all this shit, but he doesn't know a little bit. It's kind of like how Sherlock doesn't know about like how the I think um, was it that he didn't know the Earth revolved around the sun. <laughs> is that what thing? dichotomy means? I know you read the definition, but I didn't listen to the definition that you I read. Sort of Christmas. I think there is a better word out there that I I couldn't think of, but dichotomy was the was the one thing that kind of stuck out of my mind. Originally on our on our topic list, we were supposed to talk about food. But obviously, we don't care about that enough anymore. The food, it's harder to get healthy food whenever you're poor. Um, and also, it's still kind of difficult to make healthy food if you don't know what you're doing or don't have help, which is why, I mean, at least in the South, most of the time, you just end up making the dishes that your parents and your grandparents taught you how to make, like you know, pasta or like fried chicken or like stuff like that. See, I would cook that stuff, but, I, but fried food's bad for you. You shouldn't be eating fried food. I don't know what you said. I don't know what I said. <laughs> I don't. Know are we what doing you said. a podcast? What are we? This is what you know. What the title of this podcast is going to be? The Millennial Fever Dream, because that's what it feels like. I'm. Are we awake right now? Recording a podcast. I. I can't believe be sure. so. So we wanted to give people tips on how to navigate this food landscape of 2018. But do we know? I don't know. I buy cans of soup. Here's what I'm gonna I've started doing. So a week ago I went to the doctor because I I'm I'm a little bit of a hypochondriac. And yeah. so like if something kind of weird happens, I'm like, oh cool, I'm dying. I need to go to the hospital. So I went to my I have a primary care physician out here. I went to her and I told her about my problem and she was like, honestly, with today's technology, you could have sent me like a message through this app and I could have told you like, it's this. Um, and then I was like, Oh, I guess that makes sense. I was Googling it. And she's like, don't do that ever again. And I was like, are you, are you sure? And she's like, yes, do not ever Google your symptoms. <laughs> what you don't know is that she gets um, pocket money from Bing. 
She wants you to bing. Oh this. no! Yep. She wants me to duck, duck, go. She wants you to duck, duck, go. She wants you to Yahoo everywhere. Please, she's like, don't you dare Google. But if you Yahoo, you'll probably get it. I mean, what my doctor told me to do is he just said, go, just hey, just go ahead. Next time before you come in, just Pornhub your symptoms for me real quick. And if you just Pornhub your symptoms, they'll probably find the answer. You'll there. definitely forget about. Them. <laughs> you'll forget everything. Yeah, and you might have some new problems. The reason I bring this up is because we need to refer to our experts more. We have this information at our fingertips, right, to Google enough. But there are people out there who are very fully educated in a subject, like a nutritionist, who could answer these questions in a fundamental and scientifically based way, rather than a fucking blog of what's certain who's it saying, yeah, I I peed in a jar for a week and now my feet are made of glass. Like yep. I'm tired of these these super generic, overly ridiculous blogs that is just propagating pseudoscience. I'm t- I'm I'm not into it. Okay, so I can I think I can agree with you with this. I, it's the only thing we're going to agree with. You got to rely on your experts. So like for cooking, I watch The Great British Bake Off religiously. Now Ooh, I know how yes. to make bread. I learned so much about making bread. I actually haven't made bread ever, and I really want to make bread just because I watched that show. But I want to make like a very good like multi-grain loaf of bread, which makes it real difficult. I googled I, it. You know what I learned from watching break, the Break British Break Off? The Break British is, Break Off, yeah. The Break British Break Off is how to be ordinary and be on TV. How to have just the most gross teeth and still have a camera in front of your face. No, I wasn't going to be mean. I'm just saying Some like whenever they talk about those people. people have messed up grills. They have messed up grills, but then they're also like, uh, Mary lives in South London with her husband, Jonathan, <laughs> where they collect newspapers. And that's fucking it. One of the runner-ups for last year's Bake Off, which is like the current one on Netflix, um, she did blacksmithing, and also she was training to uh, become a doctor or something. But she wow. so she was like a baker, blacksmith, wanting to become a doctor. What people? Good for people. her. I know. No, the Bake Off is a beautiful place. So listen, when it comes down to it, trust your experts. Um, and that'll help you, that'll help you navigate. And that's, and I think we've definitely, definitely solved that problem of what is, what is food? Baby, don't hurt me. No more. No more. But you know, what will hurt you is if you don't have your own rule set. Kyle, you got to have rules. Being millennials, we have a certain set of rules that we have decided to live by that have been like passed down on us from our parents that we've modified to be kind of our own personal live by rules arenas that we want you guys to know about so as to possibly add them to your repertoire. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think that it's the nature of life. You know, you learn from from your parents and your elders and you take those rules and you make up your own, except now we have the internet. So we're not just hearing the rules from our parents and our grandparents. We're hearing the rules from everyone's parents and everyone's grandparents. And guess what? Some of those parents are wrong. 
That's tough. Some to of the deal parents with. are so wrong, and they have their own super weird and wacky problems and their own weird preferences. And honestly, their rules aren't always the best ones. So instead, Kyle, I don't know about you, but I've written down a few of my rules that I live by that I want you all to think about and to tell us on Twitter whether or not you agree or disagree or have your own set of rules, okay? Absolutely, and I'm glad we both prepared for this. Number one, if you don't know who's going to be there, don't go. If I have been invited to a thing and I don't know if any of my friends are going to be there, I'm not going to go. Hold on. How did you get invited? <laughs> because, I mean, people, odds are, if you get invited are to somebody. me and then they go, oh, never mind. I'm not going to go. I mean, it's not. I mean, the only situation that you just described is if you're like walking down Broadway and somebody's just like, hey, come check out this comedy show. Or like, hey, come listen to my band. And they hand you a flyer. And nobody goes to those. Like, that doesn't work, obviously. Pe- people have invited me to things that. I wasn't sure who all is going. And so because of that, I didn't go because like someone who's like, I'm okay with, like I can, I can see them at work and we can have a small chat. I would not want to be with for more than five minutes outside of work. Right. Okay. So what you just described, the rule really is if you're invited to something and you don't want to go, then don't go. Then don't go unless you have, uh, Unless you have like social anxiety, in which case it might be beneficial for you to go because maybe you are extroverted and you need that that physical contact and that and that uh, that social social interaction. But but party is like it's easier to stay inside. In that case, go. But in my case, because I am not great at dealing with my own anxiety, I don't go. And instead, I play Spider Man. So basically, that rule's a dud. We throw that rule out, obviously. It's a stupid ass rule. Rule number two, if you have to be up early and if there's rain, don't go. Okay. So another one of those, like, if there's any slight inconvenience about you going out, you shouldn't go to that thing. But I think that does follow with rule number one. Yeah, it seems like it seems like these rules so far have a theme. <laughs> there is How one do- more. I, I don't know if it's directly related, but I'm just going to throw it out there. Uh if there maybe might be a better thing to do, wait to the last minute, and then you can tell the people if you can or can't go. Connor, I think that's the rule of our generation that is unspoken but is occurring. Connor, at the top of that little sheet that you're reading off these rules from, does it just say excuses? <laughs> is that what it says? No, it just says if then rules to live by. Okay, I'll give you one that doesn't have to do with going out. Okay. Okay. It says... If your check engine light is on, that's your car's countdown clock. Act accordingly. See, and that that's a false. That's a falsehood. Check engine lights are known to be liars. There's never anything wrong with the engine when the check engine light comes on. I disagree profusely. Connor, look at me. Look at me. Am I holding a wrench right now? I'm holding a wrench because I'm an armchair mechanic. Look at me. I'm an armchair mechanic. Let me tell you what's wrong with your vehicle. I don't Nothing. have to see it, you fucking idiot. Nothing. No, I would say just feel the car. See if you can feel if there's something wrong. I do the same thing for health. Act, drive like a Cadillac, sting like a beaver. A beamer is what they say. Yep, a beaver. 
I'm gonna let's go with the first the first thing you said, the beaver. When I was a young boy, I absolutely thought they were saying beaver beaver. Those and I did not understand beavers. I didn't get what they were trying to say. But listen, your check engine light goes on. I immediately go to the mechanic and I have just a very slight panic attack as soon as that light comes on. Yeah, that's that's definitely that's definitely a you thing. Not to say you're the only person that does that, but that's I'm definitely an anxious thing. I'm talking about me. Thing. It's my rules to live by. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's go to my rules to live by that I definitely have already prepared. Um, Launch, yeah, go ahead. If the chicken tastes good, you have salmonella. You can't eat good chicken that does not give you the risk of salmonella. I... I'm going to disagree with that one. You have these things on your tongue called taste buds. Yeah. And those taste buds will tell you if something tastes delicious or not. Right. right. Yeah. So if you are tasting something and it's tasting very, very good, it's fine. Your stomach is the same thing. It's got little taste buds in there. It's going to go, mm, so good. That cake was delicious. That chicken was so very good. If it's not, you're going to get these salmonella tangles. Oh, the, I forgot about the salmonella buds. They don't talk about the buns. The buns? <laughs> the buns? They don't talk about those tongue buns that are testing out those salmonella flavors. Do you ever like, because they always say, you know, trust your body. So like if you smell sour milk, like that's your, the reason why it smells sour is because your body is instinctually knowing like, hey, that's a bad thing. Or if you like you know, smell something or like taste something that tastes off. And you're like, Oh, that's, they just say, Oh, that's one of the easiest ways to tell if something is good or bad. It's based on the taste or the smell. Yes. But sometimes when you have something that tastes good, I'm going to go back to an example, literally four or five years ago, I had a Jack in the box burger and then I got food poisoning and the burger tasted really good, but then I oh, vomited no. all night and I haven't had a Jack in the box burger since I haven't had a Jack in the box burger in four to five years simply because they betrayed me. It tasted so good. It was such a good, good burger. I mean, as good as Jack in the box burger is whatever. They're not really that good, but it tasted okay. But then it lied to me. It was a lie. It was a lie to me. And so, so yeah, the rule actually should be don't trust your tongue. Don't trust your tongue. This one is very personal. So this one says, keep your carpet and bed as clean as possible because sleeping dirty is scary. Keep your what? Your carpet and bed as clean as possible. I have a ginormous German shepherd, so that's literally impossible for me. My carpet and my bed are never, ever clean or spotless. My girlfriend has three puppies, and they are all cockapoodles, and because they're part doodles, they don't shed. And I think that is my new love, is getting animals that don't shed. So is your way you're telling me is I should just kill my dog? No, don't kill him. Just put them somewhere else. Just like in a different home? Just in a different That's home. making me very emotional, just thinking about me having to live my life without my dog. He's like nine years old, so he is old. But man, I am not ready to deal with that. Who? Yeah, I we're not going to talk about death until a death happens on the podcast, and then we're going to get really sad. Oh, so we're, we're going to milk that. that. We're going to milk that. We're going to milk all of that emotional experience just for y'all. Oh my gosh, I I agree with you, kind of. Only in one different regard. I think it's more important to sweep your floors more than it is to vacuum your carpet. 
Cause your carpet, all those little things, they'll just hide in there and you don't have to see them for a while, but you got to sweep your floor. You got to do that like multiple times during the week. See, well, here's the thing. Out. So I, I haven't lived in an apartment that had carpet in a very long time. And now that I do, I am so conscious. If someone walks in and they have their shoes on and they don't immediately take it off, the roof is coming off. Right. And then they, especially if they don't take their shoes off before they jump on your bed and they jump. Oh my jump God. On if someone jumped on my bed with their shoes on, I think I would explode. Well, that would also solve a lot of problems. It really would. Death is but the great solver. Man, if we just have more people blow up, poof. Poof. That'd be, that'd be better, huh? But no, because you know, there, there would be like an outbreak. It'd be like, who's it? We had three more children explode today because children uh, took their toys and they just couldn't handle it emotionally. So they, they exploded. They exploded all over the place. And I think that's the thing is that we talk about those physical those physical maims, those physical scratches, but we don't talk about those mental scratches. And because we don't talk enough about those mental scratches, we got people who are blowing things up on purpose. Yeah, we got to talk more about those mental scratches. You got you got brain scarring, son. We need to we need to talk about that. You got another rule, Kyle, man? Hey, how about this one? This is my last rule that I live by. If it feels like it's the end of the show, then end it. <laughs> and I think I feel the same. This show is over. This is the one rule we both agree to live by. Thank you all so much for listening to uh, this week's M Word. We want to thank Sandia Martinez uh, for the intro on, or not the intro and outro music. Whoa, <laughs> switch it up for the cover art and Grant O'Brien for the intro and outro music. And also, I don't know if it was evident by this episode, by the fact that we kind of had random ass topics, but we need your help. We need you to tell us your problems because Connor and I's lives is basically perfect. We have no more problems. We solved all them. We got to solve a generations now. Exactly. We need your problems. So if you go to mwordpod.com slash submit, you can send us your problems and then we will fix them. That's it for free. We do that shit for free. We talked about secret secrets on our Patreon this week. If you want to listen and get cool, fun stickers and funness, please go to patreon.com slash mwordpod. I was really confused because I was like, did we talk about secrets on the on the Patreon this week? No, oh, we didn't. All we do is talk about secrets. We secret didn't. We talked secrets. about peanut butter. So. Oh, I forgot. Which is also a secret depending on how you look at it. That's Thank you all so much for listening. And as we always say, The real rule to life is if it's not helpful, then don't fucking tweet it. Ooh, I like that. That's the real rule to life. Very Obama-esque, I feel. Do you remember that one time Obama said, hey, if it's not helpful, well, don't don't fucking tweet it. (laughs) If it's not helpful. Bye. Bye.